Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. And today we are dishing about our favorite healthier in a hurry products and recipes from the past year. But first, since it's been, I feel like a decade, let's do some catching up. Nicole, what's new? Life. Um, yeah, I, mid-May here. Uh, yeah. Heading to Ohio next weekend. Mm-hmm. Very excited. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do the zoo. We're going to see you, Gina, right? Like, in case yeah, anybody yeah. Is, is not, any listeners are not putting that together, we're going to see you guys. It's been, well, how long has it been? Well, it was February of 2020. It was right before COVID. We were <laughs> at Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> we were at Great Wolf Lodge. Most definitely COVID hotspot right there. Um, I remember driving home being like, oh, man, that was probably a really bad place to be. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, well, was, what, I guess- did- there there was no talk of COVID, though, in February when we were there. I mean, maybe they had briefly mentioned it, but we were still naive as to how serious it was. Right. Yeah, I guess you're. it, it was it was happening in China, though. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. We were like, oh, I'll never come here. <laughs> yeah. OK. Or else I don't think we would have gone. I don't. That's I don't just think my it, reflection. I'm, like, I'm thinking come come March, I was going, oh, gosh, we were in a COVID hotspot potentially. Oh, come March. Absolutely. I, yeah. I thought about I was also at a at a conference in March, actually in March, the week that we ended up closing down uh, the school where I work and uh, a conference of hundreds of people. Um, so, yeah, just the things, the things All that we used things. to do. <laughs> Well, our fully vaccinated uh, podcast here is very, minus the kids, of course, is looking forward to hanging out next weekend. Uh, we're super pumped for the zoo. I think I shared, Mark and I um, joined a boat share kind of thing, and mm-hmm. our training is complete. I was able to dock the boat successfully with a lot of coaching um, and a, a trainee, trainer, trainer on the boat uh, helping me along. But I backed it. He's like, you want to back it in? I'm like, not really, but let's do it if you're going to tell me exactly what to do. Um, but it's their fleet of boats. They don't want to mess up. So it it behooves them to help me a lot. And yeah. the plan is for me to never drive a boat anyway. Um, but it it went OK. I was thinking I could do this potentially. Um, one day this week, I got a text from Mark, and it was him out on the boat in um, while I was still at work. Let's put it that way. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just out here chilling. Like, I, was like, I hate you. It's going to be a really long summer if it's this this uh, if I'm receiving text messages like this." Um, so boat training's complete. We're hoping to get on the boat uh, a lot this summer. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, figured out what Shay's going to do this summer. She's going to go to this oh, um, fun camp. Hope it's fun. I don't know. It's completely in the opposite direction of both home and work. So I'm going to add on at least 30 minutes to my 15 minute commute in the morning. So that'll Mm. be um, a bit inconvenient, but it's just the summer and then light at the end of the tunnel, both kids in public school in the fall. So get the pay raise, get the consistent (laughs) schedule back. It'll be good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. that's it. Piper's starting kindergarten. No, Piper is starting young fives in the fall. Oh, and that's in public schools. It is. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. Huh. That's um, really nice. Yeah. And then is it all day? It's all day. Oh, my goodness. That is very nice. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how the schedule changes because right now Shay's bus does not pick up until 8.20, 8.22 in the morning. And then it, it drops off about 4.10, 4.15. That's mm-hmm. a pretty long day, uh, but it's mm-hmm. also just a late day in general. So I, I, I'm kind of hoping everything shifts back a couple, like half hour at least. Um, that would allow me to like get to work at eight o'clock for the first time in my mom career life. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> so anyway, enough about that boring stuff. What's going on with you guys? Oh, oh no, that's exciting. I was telling you yesterday that I have since the last time we podcasted, I've had 
it's like what I what I do is like throughout the you know week I'll go in and I'll update you know our briefly catch up part of mm-hmm. our of our show notes or of our notes that we have for each other. And I found myself having so much to write that I kind of trickled into the next two episodes. So I'll just start with this. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, I, I know I tell I told the story about how the dentist had to take her tooth out, uh-huh. correct? Yeah. Well, she had an, another really, really wiggly tooth. And here I was thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to have to torture her again and get her tooth removed by the dentist because the other tooth was coming in. So it was coming in and it was basically pointing back towards her throat. So it was Ooh. it needed the other tooth to come out. Um, but anyway, I'm going to the bathroom one day, and this was a few weeks ago. All of a sudden I hear this blood curdling scream and Paige comes running in with blood all over her face. Cameron had jumped off the couch onto her face and pushed the tooth out. Oh, well, as terrible as that is, I have to say I was very proud of my son for saving me $120 at the dentist office. Cameron got extra dessert that night, didn't he? (laughs) I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Nick was, Nick was awful. He was giving him a high five. I'm like, Nick, that is not what we should be promoting. Yes, we are glad the tooth came out, but that was, I, I don't think he really did it on purpose. I mean, hey, he, he 120 they, bones is 120 bones, Gina. And That's in your pocket. It's not even that, <laughs> it's not even that, but just the torture. She will not go to the dentist anymore. Like we, we had to bring her to the dentist a couple of days, uh, last week. Uh-huh. And she's now terrified of the dentist. The, the dentist actually says that they should now, he re- now recommends sending her to a, pediatric dentist specialist. Hmm. She has that much basically trauma from that visit. Anyway, so all, all good there. Also, I wanted to make note that I'm a terrible mom. I totally <laughs> recycled. So, okay. It came out at like 8 p.m. at night. Nick and I never have cash. Okay. We just don't. And I was thinking to myself, what am I supposed to do? The tooth fairy is supposed to come. So I, <laughs> I took $5 from her piggy bank and gave it to her. So terrible. I know there are other moms and dads out there who are shaking their head and saying, yes, we've done that too. That's got to be the case. These kids need to take Venmo. We never have cash either. Seriously. When is the oh Tooth Fairy going to start with Venmo? That's brilliant. We should start that. Tooth Fairy Venmo. I love that. Gosh, yeah, It's called your college fun kid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway. So I felt bad for a second and then I got over it. <laughs> I love it. That's cute. Uh, I did get my second COVID shot. And actually, as we were just talking about our, <laughs> as we were just talking about our time before COVID, having gone to Great Wolf Lodge and I went to a, um, I went to a conference right next to you actually in Notre Dame oh, yeah. for, you know, three days, hundreds of people. I'm starting to think maybe I did get COVID. I never had any symptoms of COVID, never lost my sense of smell, never had a fever, nothing. But perhaps I did because I reacted to the COVID shot quite a bit. Um, the, the first one was not great. I had the COVID arm experience or Moderna arm, I guess is what they call it now. Um, and then I, the second heard that one, before. that's what they call never, it. Even, well, they don't want to call it COVID arm because it has nothing to do with COVID. So it's kind of a misnomer to call it COVID arm. It's actually COVID vaccine arm. Oh, but yeah. And it's really only happening in those who got Moderna and it's mainly females. And usually it's a rash that's itchy and swollen, but mine was just swollen and somewhat itchy and kind of a slight rash, but not really. But I got my second shot and I was sick with 102 degree fever for about 30 hours. I literally couldn't move my body. (laughs) I had to shower on the shower floor. I had to have Nick hold me to put me in the shower because I was so gross. I'd been sweating all night and waking up in a pool of my own sweat, then getting chills, then sweat, then chills. So I finally got in the shower. I couldn't even stand. I had to sit down and shower. It was pathetic. I got this out on Saturday. Had to take Monday off. Oh. So let's just say I'm not excited about any booster shots uh, <laughs> that come my way. Um, but am I excited to be, you know, vaccinated? Would I do it again? I would. I would do it again. Good. Um, oh, man. <laughs> and, and then lastly, I was scared for you. I didn't hear anything. I yeah. was hoping that you had escaped unscathed but apparently you were just waiting for you know content for the show uh, correct correct <laughs> I wanted to tell you about it here right here right now I oh gosh it was it was brutal real it was real bad uh, I didn't have an appetite for about three days I just ate soup and then you know how they say that basically your biology and appetite always catches up with you so if you have a week when you don't really have much of an appetite 
it typically will catch up with you the next week where you'll just eat twice as much. I mean, I find that to be true. Not twice as much, but you know what I mean. I definitely find that to be true. Well, I had about three days of no appetite. And even when I got my first Moderna shot, like that first month, it was weird. I had no appetite. I would eat, but I had to kind of force feed myself. Ever since getting the second shot, it's like my, I, I cannot get satisfied with food. It's very strange. And maybe it has nothing to do with the COVID vaccine. It might not. It could just all be in my head. Um, but that's, I've just been very, very hungry lately, hmm. which is totally fine. I mean, I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it, eating all the food. And then lastly, I had a very great Mother's Day. I wanted to ask you how your Mother's Day was. It was, it was fine. It, it, was, <laughs> it was good. Fine. We saw my family. The weather was just crappy. And mm-hmm. um, so we went bowling. On Mother's Day. Oh, I did see that. That and looks like Jets fun. Pizza. It was fine. Nice. It was good. It was good. There was cake. My brother and his girlfriend got engaged actually the day before. And oh. that's a huge deal. And I should mention it. And the only reason I don't is because they've been dating forever. And so it just kind of feels like they're already. I don't know. I just think of them as being married, but they're not. So they are yeah. going to be, it sounds like. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. How was yours? That's great. It was really good. Also rained the whole time. But Nick put on this beautiful brunch for me, my mom. His mom, it was lovely. He did a really, really nice job. We went for a walk in the morning. I went with a, a long walk with my friend, Janan, who probably listens to this podcast. That was really, really nice. It was just really nice and relaxing. I mean, Nick just really took care of me. He got mm-hmm. me a gift card to this really beautiful spa down the street that I'm excited to use because my, my feet are gnarly and we're going on a vacation <laughs> soon. And I'm just very thankful for that. So yeah, it was, it was nice. Good. Anything else? No. Okay. Well, before we begin, just a quick favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us, and they really help us reach more people. So, of course, we'd appreciate it very much. And honestly, I don't have a, an intro to today's episode. I think it might have gotten deleted. But all I'm going to say is we have about through two of these episodes in the past where basically every around this time every year, we take a look at the recipes from the previous year that we really enjoyed, that were relatively simple, you know, had some type of a nutritional bonus benefit to them, and uh, that were delicious and satisfying, of course. And we just kind of wrap them up into one episode, and that's what we're bringing you today. So if you want to see any of our past episodes like this, go back. I know I had the episodes written down. They can be found on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Just type in healthy in a hurry. But we've got about, I think, two others. Just tons of links to different uh, recipes and products. And of course, we'll put all the links to this episode in our show notes as well. And we're going to start with products. And I know, Nicole, I'm the product (laughs) queen, but it looks like you have more products than me on here. So do you want to go first? Sure. In the product category? Uh, Mine are pretty basic, but some faves. Um, You know, I live nowhere near near Trader Joe's. and I enjoy stocking up uh, when I'm around. But there is also something like this available at Aldi. But it's just a, I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I know. We could go Tika or we could go Tika. But t- let's just say, let's say Tika. That's how you say it. And and just to to let everyone know, <laughs> I was watching, <laughs> I was watching Top Chef recently, and there is an Indian chef, and he said Tika, and he's from Columbus, Ohio, so I have to trust him. Tikka, tikka, masala, yeah. simmering sauce. I, I don't know. Okay. The Trader Joe's one was very good. I have not yet tried Aldi. I'm sure it's wonderful. Uh, but that is a nice, quick dinner option. So yeah. kind of just chop up chicken, beet, really whatever protein you want. Could be tofu. Uh, add it, add in your simmering sauce and just kind of let the flavors uh, meld for a little bit. And I made it into pizzas. You could throw it over rice, but a nice little option there. You know, in my house, we love potstickers, and I'll oh, mention yeah. another potsticker recipe or two here, but I do really like the Bibigo, Bibigo brand. Uh, it is an organic uh, brand, frozen, affordable, and they also come in a little mini version, which is just super cute and fun, but mm. I find those at my local Meyer. I have also, you know, Gina, I've learned in my... Um, bl- <laughs> blogging career that 
there are, and now add motherhood. You don't always have to make everything from scratch. And I think tzatziki is one of these where I felt as though it was a total cop-out to use purchased tzatziki in the past. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I, I'm I'm beyond that now. <laughs> I am all for shortcuts. And I think that the the market for Greek yogurt is, is good. I, everything from salad dressings to you name it. But they have Greek yogurt tzatziki products on the market now. And they're really, really good. And you can find them with slightly different flavors. Like one might have dill, one may not. Uh, But that is a product I have fallen in love with. And I even like to eat it with like crackers, just tzatziki and crackers. I think it's really good. Would you do something like that? I I would. I would. Okay. And then for all of my Aldi goers, um, which big news here, we are getting an Aldi within like two miles of my house. (gasps) Oh, how exciting. I, I know. It's we're we're nearly a developed country over here. <laughs> I shouldn't say developed country. I wasn't developed say city. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the Aldi's basmati rice, it is the only brand of rice that I can actually cook. It's oh. it's actually it's sad. I cannot cook rice. I don't have a rice cooker. I refuse to buy the unitasker. <laughs> and so I suffer through um creating rice and if I and I will mess it up unless it's this brand. It always comes out perfect. It's a one-to-one ratio of rice to water. So I'm guessing it's par-cooked slightly. Does that sound right mm-hmm. to you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought, although isn't rice normally one-to-one? I thought rice was more of like a one-to-two, but I could be wrong because uh, I can't make the stuff. So you're asking Truthfully, I don't. Maybe I'm thinking of quinoa because I rarely make rice either. So you're probably correct. I, my kids really do like rice. So I'm I'm giving it more of an effort. But I just if you're an Aldi goer, the Basmati, it is not whole grain. Um, it is just fantastic. And it again, it's the one I make well. So those are my products. Okay. I totally cheat when it comes to rice often. I'll buy the pouch of rice that's mm-hmm. already cooked. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy. And sometimes they're flavored or, you know, sometimes they're plain, brown rice, whatever it is. I I love it. It's What's delicious. It, and, uh, it's the seeds. Is it seeds of Oh, I couldn't even tell you the brand. There's several brands of them, uh, but I, I, I'll i do any as long as it's already cooked rice. And I, I am, first of all, so jealous of your Trader Joe's that's close by. Mine is not. Oh, did I say not, Trader Joe's? Aldi. Did I say Trader Joe's? No, 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 no. I was just going back to what you said that you're getting oh. a Trader Joe's. No, I'm not uh, getting I'm, a Trader Joe's. Did I say Trader oh, Joe's? Oh, you did. Yeah. Man, I probably Aldi. got all our local listeners excited. Okay, no, Aldi. I'm sorry, Aldi. It's Friday evening. That's my funny because, okay, but aren't you thinking to yourself, why isn't it a Trader Joe's? Because they're owned by the same company, correct? They are. Mm, I know they are. I thought it was Whole Foods. No, I am almost 100% certain that Trader Joe's and, and Aldi are the same company, okay? I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure. Um, if we were cool, we'd have someone who could like fact check, check us during our podcast, but we're not that cool. I'm almost positive. I will tell you this though. We are also getting an Aldi right down the street from our house, which I think is so weird. I want Trader Joe's. We don't, I have to drive 20 minutes to get to Trader Joe's, which is in, you know, really in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that far, but I want one right down the street. I don't want an Aldi. I love Aldi too. I just don't want one. I want a Trader Joe's. I want a Trader Joe's. I'm bitter. So when At you said you that, have I'm one really jealous. Oh yeah, no, that'd be super cool. That'd be on. That's a, that would be a Facebook status. You would know. Yeah, I'd be shouting from the roof. I was gonna say, I I can't believe I hadn't heard that. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, you I'm digress. going to Trader Joe's tomorrow morning. I have to get there at eight right when they open, so I don't have to wait in the line because there's always a line now because you can't get, you can only have a certain amount of people in there at a time because it's so small, and because of COVID, I'm gonna get there right at eight when they open. All right. So speaking of Trader Joe's, something that I love is their already made pizza crust, but it's it's not frozen. It's fresh. I think you have to use it within one or two days of buying it, but I believe you can actually freeze it. So it comes in the refrigerated section. It's like where the cheese is and everything that, you know, that first, it's usually the first section when you walk into a Trader Joe's comes in a bag, either in white or whole wheat. And I believe you have to use it within like the maybe three or four days, I want to say. And you can I believe you can also freeze it. I don't know that for a fact. Someone told me that, but it is so good. It makes the best pizzas and my kids devour that stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't generally buy the whole wheat version. Uh, we just prefer the regular wheat. I don't think that's that big of a deal just because I'm not eating whole wheat crust when it's available. It doesn't make me a bad person or unhealthy. I used to think that. I don't believe that anymore. So I usually just buy the white. I also am a real big fan of just the 
whatever brand, a 99 cent bag of just add water pizza crust where you add warm water and then, you know, knead it for a little bit and then let it sit in a bowl and maybe a warm spot for, you know, 10 to 20 minutes and then press it out yourself. Similar, just one extra step as the, than the Trader Joe's and a little bit cheaper too. And then the only other product that I have that I don't say, I wouldn't, wouldn't say I've used it a ton, but I've used it a couple of times just when I'm in a hurry and I want to put something together real quickly. And it's these Campbell's slow cooker pouches. They have different products or different flavor profiles like Southern barbecue uh, that you can just add pork or beef or uh, chicken to. They have buffalo chicken, um, apple bourbon pulled pork. So you basically just add the, the meat of your choice generally what it recommends on the pouch and then add the pouch, the Campbell's slow cooker pouch to it and turn it on. You can add extra vegetables in there if you want. They've got a a pot roast tavern style, but it's just, they're really, really good and super convenient. All right. So moving on, what about entrees? Do you want to go first? Sure. I'll start with breakfast. Um, I really like the Kashi blueberry waffles and my kids, I I use a very small amount of just a drizzle of pure maple syrup. And my kids really like um, cinnamon sprinkled on top. top. Oh, good. Uh, I think my mother-in-law turned them on to cinnamon, but they're big fans of cinnamon. Uh, And then to kind of balance it out with some protein, I'll serve them I serve up like the Alfresco or the Never Any from Aldi chicken sausage links uh, breakfast. Mm -hmm. Chicken, turkey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not my only new one for breakfast, I would say. We're still big on to perfect bars and mm-hmm. nothing new that hasn't been talked about on the show, but perfect bars, banana sushi. Um, Wait, what's never any? I'm sorry. Never any is the Aldi brand of uh, at least they're, they're like sausages, basically. Like I think of their, oh, they have yes. like an Italian sausage. They have the breakfast sausage. I think they have like hot dogs. It never any nitrates, I think is what it stands for. But we talked about nitrates on our Q&A last, but <laughs> that is their advertising. Got it. But they, but do they have the natural nitrates that are just as harmful? Actually, you know what? I, yeah, I feel like question. they don't. I don't think they do because I think I actually purchased something from that. Uh, I think it was a, a, it wasn't a breakfast sausage. It was some type of an Italian sausage. And I looked, I'm sure they're all different. I'm sure there's many different varieties of that never any brand. But the one that I had, I don't think had any nitrates at all. So, I'm, but I'm curious about whether like the salt you know, salts and exactly. Yep. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look when we get off the show today. Okay. I'm curious. Um. Okay. So, pot sticker stir fry. This was probably my biggest mom win in recent weeks. Um. Mm-hmm. And I it was already my mom wins, but it's just pot stickers. Uh, that it, it, with stir fried vegetables, basically. I used broccoli, carrots, and those little baby corns and embraced jarred or bottled teriyaki sauce. Throw it all together. It's the perfect balance. You've got it all there. Um, Okay, so I'm making that next week. I printed that off your blog. I'm making it next week. I'm very excited. Paige also loves pot stickers. In fact, two weeks ago on Friday, I picked her up a little bit early from school and I brought her to a restaurant and we just ate pot stickers together. That's awesome. (laughs) It was so nice. pot stickers next weekend? Oh my gosh. Maybe. We'll see. You've got it we'll, all we'll planned. See. I do. I, I totally do. Style. We'll see if we can squeeze in some pot stickers, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, no problem. We can do pot stickers in Michigan. Uh, okay. I made a skillet chicken cheesesteak sandwich one night and I loved mm-hmm. this. It was more or less like fajitas, but with Italian seasoning. So you cook the chicken, thinly sliced chicken, peppers and onions, like in a skillet in just a bit of oil. And then I put them into like a brioche uh, bun, hot dog bun with uh, provolone cheese on top. And all I can say is the sum was greater than the parts. It just was really good. Um, And will your kids eat bell peppers and onions? Uh, onions, not so much, probably because I, I never use onions. So they're just not really oh, familiar yeah, with yeah. them. That's true. But bell peppers, yes. Okay. My kids actually do quite well with both of those vegetables, which is really nice. Um, an easy Thai noodle. And we haven't said this. I don't, maybe you did at the beginning, but all these links are in the show notes. Um, an easy Thai noodle. And then I added chicken and it had a bunch of like cabbage and carrots. And again, it was kind of an all in one where you have your pasta, your protein, your veggie. Um, that was really yummy. An insanely easy instant, uh, instant pot taco pasta. That was from Colleen Christensen, actually. 
Mm-hmm. And it was insanely easy. It's like, oh, a can of black beans and a can of retail and a can. Of, it was perfect. And dump it all together. Instant pot. Um, really, really good. And I just dolled it up with fresh avocado. And if if it's some cheese on top, if it's your thing, you could add like sliced jalapeno, cilantro. You can really like make it colorful and pretty and add nutrition that way too. Dollop of Greek yogurt, salsa on top, all all those things. Mm. Gina, your you, it was your mm-hmm. mom when the you had sun dried tomato feta turkey burgers. Yeah, I actually messed up the recipe and used <laughs> roasted red pepper. Yum! But it, they were so good. And a little thing here, I I've, I kind of swore off turkey burgers because I had traditionally been buying just the ground turkey breast. Let me tell you. Burgers need some fat. I think I just needed to embrace ground turkey versus ground turkey breast, and it made all the difference. And I think the moisture from the roasted red peppers as well as the feta, girl, those were good. They were really, (laughs) really good. Um, And I'm not a big burger person, but I would highly recommend those. The kids loved them too. Um, Instant pot spaghetti with meat sauce, literally all in one. Can't mess it up. Um, Serve it with a vegetable. Easy peasy. And then you mentioned um, pizza crust. And I will add to that. I love those either frozen, already prepared, or fresh. Um, and you can freeze them because I do it all the time. Pizza crust. And we made a green oh. goddess pesto squash pizza because we grow and make a ton of pesto, but also it uses um like thinly sliced squash. And it's just beautiful. It's it's your zucchini and it's a nice way to a nice pizza option to kind of sneak in the vegetables. You got me on the zucchini on the pizza because mm-hmm. your cookbook has that recipe, which I love. I'm a big zucchini on pizza person. Yeah. But you have so to weird. slice it or par cook it usually just right. If you huh. put like big old hunks of it on there, it might make your pizza watery. Too, yeah. And I don't yeah. like that. I'm a. No, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> that doesn't sound appetizing at all. <laughs> or appetizing. It's never been watery. And I can't remember if I par cook them in your recipe. I think I do. I think I do. Because they usually look a little bit charred when I when they're on the pizza, mm-hmm. so but or, it's, or just it's thinly slice if you don't want it. Like thinly slice if you don't want to chop. Or yeah, get like a mandolin or something maybe. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What okay. you got? All right, so I have pesto shrimp and broccoli fettuccine. So here's what I do throughout the year: I will make something and I will write a note whether the kids liked it, whether Nick liked it, whether it was easy, whether it was difficult, and then I give it a rating of nine out of ten. So general, I'm sorry. I give it a rating out of 10. This one, I give a nine out of a 10, which to me is really good. So generally, if it's, if I'm really like it, it's an eight, nine, very rarely do I give tens. I think I'm more strict with my recipe ratings than I am with my book ratings, clearly. But <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's actually from your blog and it's pesto shrimp and broccoli fettuccine. Just really easy. Fettuccine, broccoli florets, basil, pesto, mm-hmm. which you can make uh, or you could which is totally fine. And then, of course, there is shrimp and Parmesan cheese. I'm telling you, my kids will eat anything with shrimp, and I love it too. Nick loves it, so it's usually a win-win. All right, that one was good. And then I, I reached out to you one night, or I don't know, this was a while ago, and I said, I just need a good chili recipe that's simple and delicious. And you really pulled through. You sent me this recipe for weeknight white chicken chili. And, you know, I will tell you, None of my, my family, they're not real big soup or stew people, but if I make, the kids won't even try it. It's obnoxious, but, but Nick will eat it. He actually really enjoyed this chicken, this chicken chili. I thought it was so delicious. It was filling. We had cornbread with it. It was so easy. I believe it was one. It only needed one pot, but basically it had chopped chicken, green chilies, chicken broth a little bit of beer, which I mean, that's awesome. Uh, Chili powder, cumin, olive oil, onion, which I did not add the onion and then poblano pepper. It was just delicious. And I can actually remember enjoying this for even a couple days after the original day I made it, which is, I think to me, always a good sign of a good Mm -hmm. recipe. Mm -hmm. Good with a good hunk of bread. All right. Huevos Rancheros. This is so random, but it was from my cooking light recipe book. And basically it's just, I like it because it's simple and it involves eggs and vegetables, but basically it's just black beans, uh, reduced fat, cheddar cheese, uh, some avocado, eggs, and then tortilla. 
that you kind of um, cook on a skillet. It was just super simple. A lot of little kind of moving parts, but kind of like what you said, the sum is greater than the whole. Is that what you, is that how it says? Sum, sum is greater than the parts. Than the parts. Thank you. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Our Correct. brains are mushy today. We're both yes. like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the sum is greater than the whole. <laughs> um, the sum, that makes no sense, Gina. Yes, every little part just came together so perfectly and just a really simple recipe from Cooking Light, which I rarely use Cooking Light, my Cooking Light cookbook, but I brought it out. Does it and use it was like delicious. enchilada sauce or salsa? No. And and of course, I don't have the recipe right in front of me. And the one I pulled up online is not the correct one. I put the correct link in the show notes, but it does not use enchilada sauce. Okay. It's really just fresh vegetables that I recall. I should have grabbed the recipe book, but yeah. And it was just delightful. Even the kids ate it. And then the other one I have on here is tomato and basil. Again, shrimp and garlic butter sauce. Another recipe resource that I really enjoy is allrecipes.com. It's just tried and true. I feel like I've used it for years and it's always led me in the right direction. Angel hair pasta, which my kids love. And truthfully, I love too for two reasons. I just love the small, tiny noodles and I love how easily and quickly it cooks. I mean, you boil water and they're ready in three minutes. Um, I think I use like a, just a Barilla extra protein type angel hair pasta, butter, shrimp, garlic, which we do a lot of just um, angel hair pasta with a garlic butter sauce and shrimp. What is that? Uh, Scampi. Oh my gosh. What, scampi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But this is like that, but with just some tomato and basil added with just a little bit of extra flavor and just made it a little bit different than what I normally make. And it was just so, so good. And I love tomatoes. Tomatoes and butter and pasta, like whole fresh tomatoes, mm-hmm. a little bit of shrimp. Oh, it was just a really, really good combination. Next, I have spaghetti squash and zucchini parmesan. Again, kind of thinking of ways that we might be using our zucchini that we grow. I don't know if Nick is doing spaghetti squash this year, but I always love spaghetti squash in the fall. It was just a spaghetti squash, which I would never use instead of, I used to say, you know, don't consume pasta, eat spaghetti squash instead. No, 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 no. (laughs) Spaghetti squash is not a replacement for pasta, but there is nothing wrong with enjoying a good spaghetti squash instead of pasta every once in a while. Not because you're trying to cut calories, but because it actually tastes really, really good. Um, But if you're craving pasta... Spaghetti squash is not going to cut it. So spaghetti squash, zucchini, caramelized onion, which I did actually use in this recipe, tomato sauce, uh, ground pepper, mozzarella cheese, and then Parmesan, Parmigiano Reggiano. Gosh, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible Italian. And it is just so simple and so delicious. Uh, colorful. The aromas were so were very, very nice. I was hoping they would entice the kids to eat some. I want to say that I've made this twice. Paige liked it the second time. Cameron was kind of turned off both times, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm not going to give up on that one. All right, I'm coming towards the end. Another one, no-bake tamale pie. I can't remember where I found this. This was years ago, and this was a random recipe I found, and I might have talked about it on the blog one, or on the um, podcast at some point, but basically you buy those polenta logs that are in usually the dairy section of your uh, grocery store and just, you know, cut those into little, you know, um, circles, maybe a half an inch to an inch thick. And then you make your beef with chili powder, cumin, salsa, corn kernels, fresh cilantro. You mix that all together and then you just put it on top of the polenta after you've kind of seared the polenta on a skillet for a little bit. Oh, just so good. Even the kids did like that one, but it was just, it's an easy go-to recipe, especially on like a really cold day, but I would eat it really anytime. Two more. I'm going to add this one to our episode that we do on the air fryer, but I finally found a good recipe for chicken wings in the air fryer. I am a just, I just love chicken wings. I actually, Nick and I were talking about this the other day, how we could easily be vegetarian. I could honestly, I'm, I'm basically vegetarian these days. I feel like but I don't know how I'd be able to give up chicken wings. I just, I don't know. Chicken wings, I crave them. So we're like, okay, how can we do a good chicken wing in the air fryer? So I put the recipe uh, in our show notes. Super easy. Make those. Just, they were good. Did you? Mm-hmm. And, and you can, and the great thing is, it just really, you just put it in basically naked with some salt and pepper into the air fryer. Again, recipes on our show notes. 
and then make whatever sauce you want on the side. I don't like to devour or to, you know, cover my wings in a sauce. I, I'm more of a dipper. Uh, Nick likes to get it all, you know, surrounded on the entire surface area of the wing. I'd rather dip. So either way, you can make these, you can toss it in a bowl with whatever sauce you want or just dip it. But they're just, they were really, really tasty. And then lastly, and I know this was one of my sh- uh, mom wins or favorite recipes at one point, but it's the, I hate this, this title, but it's called Slow Cooker Healthy Taco Casserole. And I think it's really unique because it calls for collard greens, which is probably what turned my kids off, but they both did try it. Hey, I'll give them credit for that. I've made it a few times. Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying. But ground beef, again, you can use a Morningstar beef. I've actually made it with Morningstar ground beef starters. I, I believe that's what they're called in the frozen section. Uh, bell peppers, shredded collard greens, which I feel like make the dish. That sounds so strange, but that texture just is really, really nice. Beef broth, again, you could use vegetable broth. Uh, sugar plum grape tomatoes, black beans, roasted uh, tomato sauce with roasted garlic homemade taco seasoning, or just buy Ortega, whatever you want. And then corn tortillas and sharp cheddar cheese. Oh, one of my favorites right there. Love it. Okay. And that is all I have for entrees. Now I'm starving. <laughs> Everything sounded so good. What about snacks or sides, Nicole? Um. Okay. I just have one. And it's Morning Glory muffins. What I like about them is that it uses brand cereal, and um, which is unique, I would say, for a muffin. And then also has shredded carrots and apple, raisins. Um, and it has a little sprinkle of turbinado on top for like that crunch that just makes a muffin mm. amazing. Um, so I'm looking up the fiber. Almost three grams of fiber per muffin, but they taste really good. Usually when muffins get too high in fiber they get a little dry and and not so good but not the not the case here i think that's yeah. all i have though i don't have a lot yeah. here no that's fine i just have a few things oh one, wait i thought another... of one more sorry oh, okay go ahead no go ahead i posted i've perfected over the past um two decades of my life guacamole mm-hmm. and it's funny because i posted it on instagram just before cinco de mayo and one of my foodie friends was like where's the lime juice and i was like uh-uh nope I, I firmly believe that good guacamole does not, it, it, it you should not add lime juice because avocado <gasps> is that good. Do you disagree with me? I disagree with you for several reasons. Everything needs a little bit of acid. I have a, a no. boss who is a chef and she will tell you everything needs a little bit of acid. And second, it goes bad because you need the antioxidants from the lime juice. It gets all brown. It gets brown no matter what. Will you just, (laughs) well, and you don't eat onion. So that's, I think what makes the guacamole is onion, cilantro, and then garlic salt, specifically Mm. Lowry's garlic salt. You can't knock Mm. until you tried it. You're sure you're right. Mark always says I make the best guacamole. Every time he's Mm. at a restaurant, he's like, yours is better. Yours is (gasps) better. And so that my foodie friend, she tried and she's like, I'm not sad about this. That's what she said. I was like, boom. Yes. (laughs) guacamole queen over here so do you like chipotle's guacamole um i can't i can't answer that question because in our underdeveloped part of the world we don't have chipotle (laughs) (laughs) so wait but you've eaten at chipotle it's probably been 10 years okay (laughs) okay Okay. five all right. For sure. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Why I, do you not like their guacamole? No, I, I it's hit or miss. Honestly, I, after I asked that question, I realized it is so inconsistent. Sometimes I love it. Other times I hate it. So that's really your answer wouldn't make a difference, I guess. I just wanted to kind of figure out what your idea of good guacamole was. Do you like it chunky? There has to be smooth? some texture. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. You all don't right. want all the lumps gone. But yeah. I like a like, little bit of a crunch from the onion and the gar- mm-hmm. the garlic salt. Yeah, that's like the magic ingredient. And it needs cilantro. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to try your, maybe we'll make some of your guacamole while you're here. Although, I, I don't know. We've got the whole thing planned. I don't know. If you're going to start farting it. all over the place, I don't know. <laughs> it's true. Well, good thing you guys aren't <laughs> staying here. <laughs> because that will, garlic and onion, woo! That's a powerful combination. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jean. I don't mean to talk about your. Oh, no. I've I've mentioned it multiple times. Everyone knows. (laughs) Okay. 
Continuing on, uh, snacks and sides. I've got this blender oatmeal muffin, and this is from wellplated.com. Oats, bananas, eggs, Greek yogurt, honey, and then salt, chocolate chips, or any other add-in you want, like blueberries, nuts, dark chocolate. These were just so good, so simple, and really fun for the kids, and they put them in their lunch. I think I made this. I might have doubled the recipe. I've made them a few times. And they were just so easy to just throw in their lunches. And I felt like, you know, hey, there's oats, there's Greek yogurt, there's banana. You know, they've got some nutritional qualities to them. And they were just really tasty. That's one. The next one, this is called Fudgy Chocolate Zucchini Bread. And this was by Real Mom Nutrition, Sally Kuzumchuk, who is actually a Columbus native right here in Columbus, Ohio. Look her up. She's amazing. She's got a great blog. and. So I made this, it's called again, fudgy chocolate zucchini bread. However, I didn't have zucchini, so I use banana. A lot of times what I'll do is I have bananas that are going bad. So I'll just Google, you know, like uh, I don't know, quick breads or quick muffins. And if they call for applesauce or pumpkin or zucchini, I'll just use my leftover banana instead because it almost always works. I've never had like if I substitute one of those three things or even sometimes even yogurt with banana, it generally turns out just fine. So that's what I did here. And this this bread was just so craveable. Uh, I made, I think I made this once when we were on quarantine, the kids and and me. We were, I don't know, home for two weeks. And I think I made this like three times and we just kept going through it. It's just mm. so, so good. So good. And then, oh, so that's all I have. Oh, oh I was going to add... Something that I've been really into lately, I've been really on this smoothie kick for the past probably six months, so not even because it's been getting warm. I'm really into any smoothie with turmeric, of course, a dash of pepper to absorb the curcumin or whatever it's called, and coconut milk. And I'm talking real thick, like fatty coconut milk. And not a lot. I'll do like half coconut stuff? milk, correct, Okay, that you open up and it's like you can just see the fat thick fat layer on it. Oh, so good. Of course, you got you to shake it first. That's probably what I recommend. Uh, but a little bit of coconut milk, turmeric, a little bit of pepper, and then I'll add whatever, blueberries, bananas, spinach, a scoop of peanut butter. So just that combination of turmeric and coconut milk in my smoothies, I've just been really, really into lately. All right, moving on to desserts. You know what? I just have one. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. This is from last year. I remember you, this was, didn't you say this one like broke the internet or something? Yeah. Close. It was really popular. Your crustless blueberry pie, which I made not with just blueberries. I think at the time I also had strawberries. So I thought, oh, I'll use blueberries and strawberries. Really, really good. Like, this is my go-to bring to a picnic recipe for sure. So now that we're going to have picnics this summer, hopefully, yeah. maybe I'll actually be able to bring it. <laughs> yeah. And you totally poked fun at it. You're like, it's not a pie. And it's not. You just make it's it in not. a pie. It's it's not a pie. But it, somehow it just works. Yeah. It it was by far the recipe that I've posted on my blog that m- m- so many people in my life made it. And also the turnaround time. Like I posted it on one day and it was like 10 people. I knew personally had made it within 24 hours. I'm like, <laughs> dang. I'm like, you guys are, I don't know what it was, but yeah. Wait, this was August of last year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everyone was just, we weren't doing anything. <laughs> or I'm just that influential. I mean, I'm just it could be that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's blueberry season and it was, yeah, it was COVID. I know. Oh, yeah. Well, how and come we haven't delicious. made anything else like that? How come what? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's not a pie. So if you're envisioning a like a, it's more it's more like a cake. I would a cake kind of. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. You just have to use a pie dish. <laughs> so use your pie. imagination and call it pie. But it's still sure. good. I mean, it's a dessert, yeah. right? Wouldn't you say? I would call it. I wouldn't. Would I be satsatisfied with this as a dessert? Hmm. I mean, I guess yeah. It, it is. It's got it plenty is of sugar in it. It's sweet. I would need a, a dollop of whipped cream or a go. scoop of, of a vanilla ice cream on top. Absolutely. That's always and the right answer. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I am a big fan. I've, I've resurfaced my um, popsicle mold 
And you, like you, if I have fruit laying around that's like got to go, um, smoothies is always a good option, like quick breads. But also you can just puree it up with some whatever. I like to use coconut milk, actually. Um, almond milk, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Puree it on up and throw it in your popsicle mold, freeze them. Mm-hmm. And they're just good. Um, yeah. And I feel good about it. I like to have avocado, too, because it gets all creamy. Yes. Um, you can add like chunks of fruit in there and make them all pretty. I don't know. Get creative. It's fun. There's no wrong answer. Um, I made chickpea chocolate chip cookies. Mm. <laughs> I know. I know. I was the same way. And I read all of the reviews. Kind of like all, um, what is it, all recipes that you use? I, I saw them and I was like, oh, those look pretty good. And then I I read the reviews and I was like, oh, these people seem legit. I mean, they, they're they singing the praises here. It uses two cans of chickpeas. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Now, um, are they drained, I assume? Oh, yes. Drained and rinsed. And rinsed, okay. Quite quite a bit of sugar. So the I would say the nutritional merit here is in the fiber content. Um. If you keep them refrigerated or frozen, even better. It, it just kind of, they turn less beanie, uh, for lack of a better word. They just mm. soften, I would say. Oh, I know that sounds really bad, but I, do they I taste am, like hummus? No, no. Okay. No. There's enough sugar and chocolate in them that they don't. Okay. So, what <laughs> um, is the chickpea replacing? The butter? Yes. I would say the majority of your wet ingredients because there's no yeah. eggs. Okay. I don't think I would have to. So, are they rest. vegan? Not with the chocolate chips in there. Well, right. You could buy the dark. Um, okay. You're, I, I will look up the recipe really quick. I know. I'm sorry. I always ask these annoying questions, but I'm just sitting here thinking when I make chocolate chip cookies, the only wet ingredients I really use is what, butter, which isn't really wet. Although if you melt it, I guess it would be. And then egg. Um, yeah. I don't make I thought a I lot added of the recipe. I didn't. Um, I don't know. Off the top of my okay, head. Well you, but they're good. Um, they are good. I will look it up really quick. You you go on with your next one. I'll look them up. Okay. And then my last one is coconut bliss bites. They are basically just coconut and coconut milk pureed together. And you form them into a ball and dip them in chocolate. And they're so good. Um, I love that they have like two grams of fiber each. These are for coconut lovers only. You have to like oh. coconut. Um, my, is this a product? My, no, it's a recipe. Oh, okay. Much more mild than like a almond joy, like not as much sugar. So they come out to three and a half grams of sugar each, but they're very satisfying because of all that fat. They're delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I found is it chickpeas, almond butter? Yep. That sounds right. Maple syrup. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any sugar. All I see okay, is a third of a cup then. of ma- Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I found another recipe from iHeartVegetables.com, which calls for chickpeas, almond butter, maple syrup, vanilla, baking powder, baking soda, salt, and chocolate chips. Okay. This one is two cans of chickpeas, a half a cup of oats, a half a cup of almond flour, applesauce, peanut butter. So it replaces nothing wet, but there are no eggs. <laughs> vanilla, baking powder, baking soda, salt, one and a half cups of brown sugar, and one cup of chocolate chips. It makes one a ton of- One and a half. Wow. Yeah. But it makes a lot 30. of cookies. Um, 42 cookies. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it comes out to 10 grams of sugar each and two grams of fiber each. Okay. All right. Yeah. 93 calories. Anyway, I'm intrigued. There were, I'll, if our car isn't full, I'll bring some next weekend. (laughs) Wait, car full with what? What exactly are you bringing? Like, Bedding and an air mattress and bedding. That kind of stuff. No, no, yeah. no. We have air. You don't have to pack. Okay. No. We'll talk about this after the podcast, but we have, you don't have to no. bring bedding. We are okay. staying in your mother's home. We are not leaving any mess for her. We are coming fully prepared. Oh my gosh. We'll, we'll chat afterwards. All right. So mom wins <laughs> favorite new products or recipes. You go first. Okay. All right. I I think it was Megan uh, McNamee from Feeding Littles when she was on our podcast a few weeks ago back in uh, on Easter. She had mentioned, I'm pretty sure, one night when she made chicken nuggets and added them to a Caesar salad and the kids just oh, yeah. went bonkers. So I thought one day, okay, I'm going to get out these chicken nuggets. I'm going to cook them in the air fryer and I'm going to make a Caesar salad for the kids because they do love Caesar salad. And let me tell you, 
She was right. They just thought that was so funny and so neat. You know, when you go to a restaurant, sometimes on the kids menu, they have Caesar salad with chicken nuggets. At least where I used to work, they did that. Actually, I've never seen that any other place, but it's a thing. And I had never thought to do it until she said that. And the kids just loved it. So again, Caesar salad, all I did was romaine, Caesar dressing, of course, croutons. And I put some chicken nuggets in the air fryer and put and cut them up and threw them on the Caesar salad. And they just loved them. So it was like the first time they'd eaten a chicken nugget without dousing it in ketchup. So it was a mom win <laughs> for sure. I'm going to do that. If you guys have both had success, it has to be. And yeah, okay. your kids would love it. Yes. Shay doesn't like chicken nuggets. <laughs> what they did eat, which is my mom win, is a teriyaki shrimp sushi bowl. We've done something similar in the past. This one uses rice. Bye bye. Um, and you just mix in a little bit of, uh, seasoned rice vinegar has chopped up uh, cucumber on top, some avocado, and then just your shrimp that have been cooked in a little bit of garlic and then teriyaki. And you drizzle it with like a sriracha mayo, which shortcut, you can totally buy that pre-made also takes two seconds to whisk together a little bit of light mayo, sriracha and water. Serve it on up. They ate it all. That sounds so good. I was good. really, really pleased. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go over. They loved it. I would say second to only the pot sticker recipe where they, <laughs> they loved it. I can't wait to make that next week. All right. Well, we did get a review recently, which is super exciting. <laughs> and this is from a help, uh, a longtime sub. And she wrote, or he Helpful as a dietetic student. I am a dietetic student and mom, okay, she, of two <laughs> littles. <laughs> so I find this podcast helpful and relatable. I enjoy listening each week. Very nice. Thank you so much. All right, coming up on May 30th, we will be dishing about how not to become a short order cook in the kitchen. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone. Until next time, be well. And Nicole, we'll see you next week. See you soon, Gina. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.